All right, so today we'll begin our preparation for Atlanta. We touched on them a little bit earlier in the week, but the main focus on Monday was really on the New York Giants, touching base some things we did early in the season, some schemes going forward, some personnel looks. You know, today will be a padded day for us, getting after it. We need some up-tempo and really get working together as a team. I'd say touching base on Atlanta. I'd say first off, there's a very well-coached team. We've got a lot of respect for Arthur and how he puts his team together, how they coach the game. You know, there's obviously a lot of influence from different places he's been. You know, starting with Arthur in terms of the offense. You know, does a great job working with Dave in terms of putting a personal stamp on it. When you look at this offense, I think the first thing you want to think about is his days in Tennessee with Derrick Henry. Obviously, that's a rare player. Um, but I think he's doing a great job piecing a lot of things together, and he's really using his weapons effectively. You know, when you trace the stamp of this offense, it really kind of goes back to the L.A. Rams days. Okay, LaFleur bringing it over from L.A. to Tennessee. You know, obviously some personnel uh, situations in Tennessee changed a little bit of that footprint. But watching as it's changed and adjusting as it continues to evolve right now in Atlanta, it's been very interesting to watch. I think offensively, you, know, you start with their explosive players. It starts with the quarterback. Obviously, Matt Ryan's one of the top quarterbacks in the last decade or so in this league. All right, you go with the explosive receivers on the outside. Ridley's as good as they come. He's very savvy, runs great routes, has good hands. He's very quick at going upfield. He has very good agility and open space to make you miss if you're not a good sound tackler. Fundamentals in the open space be key against this guy, and then also playing with good fundamentals in pass defense and not give him opportunities for open receptions. You, know, you go to the tight ends, I think obviously they have several good options there. I think Pitts, the young guy, obviously stands out. And there's a reason they took this guy so high in the draft. There's a reason a lot of people liked him coming out. You, know, you can talk about this guy being a big receiver. This is guy, the guy is very capable of blocking and running their offense as a tight end. But you see him in the last couple games, obviously, as the packages start to unfold and really develop with this guy. He's definitely a threat down the field. You saw against Tampa, him taking a slant, really extending that thing and getting vertical with it. Some of those pop passes over the seam. You know, this guy's really a threat with the ball in his hand. He's definitely a weapon. They can line him up out wide, match up on corners, and run all the receiver routes as well. So this guy's a versatile piece. And then, you know, between the running backs, I think the one guy is a little bit of a unique piece that I think goes in that stamp of you know, maybe Tennessee is, you know, Patterson. You know, one thing about CP is he is a big, strong man. Whether you talk about him in a return game or in the offensive game, you know, this guy really runs that wide zone scheme they're bringing from the L.A. days, the Tennessee days, the footprint in this offense. Does a great job really stretching and running. When you watch this guy with the ball in his hand, I don't care if it's kickoff return or offense, the one thing this guy does is really build speed, put stress on your defense, sticks his foot in the ground, and he gets vertical. The thing about this guy, you let him get going. He's very hard to take down. He's very big. He's very strong. He's very powerful. And without going ahead and trying to group guys in the same category, I think there's a lot of things they did with Henry in Tennessee that really apply directly over to how they're using CP right now. Obviously, he's a different piece in the pass game with how they use him. Uh, obviously, you can see him really starting to evolve with his role in the offense, had an explosive game against Tampa Bay. This guy's definitely someone you have to account for every time he's on the field, whether he's playing gunner, covering kicks, whether he's a kickoff returner, whether he's on offense as a runner or a pass catcher. This guy's really gone ahead and developed his game throughout his career and did a lot of versatility on it. You know, I think Ragone does a great job in terms of using the pieces with him, working with Arthur. Uh, there's going to obviously be a lot of uh, elements you see from his days in Chicago under that tree with Nagy. That West Coast tree that kind of stems from Andy Reid does a great job of really using things that hurt you in the past. They package them a little bit differently. So we have to be very aware of things that came up in previous games as well as past games and last year with our team. They're going to look to expose personnel and systematic deals. They do a great job offensively. You know, defensively, got a ton of respect for Dean Peace. I and mean, this guy's been around for a long time for a reason. You know, you could say on the surface the defense comes from a similar tree, that there's a lot of similarities between what we do and they do. I think the thing he does a great job of is really using the personnel he has available. You see a lot of guys that were in, you know, Dan Quinn's defense last year that he's turning and kind of using a little bit different scheme. The way he's using them up front and in coverage, he's really doing an effective job right now. I think there's some things you can kind of look at on stat sheet that are very misleading. This is a very aggressive defense. Uh, they got speed off the edge to rush the passer. You saw that, you know, with the strip sack Fowler had right there. 
on time, all right, late in the game the other day. You know, obviously they can get after you with the blitzes and the packages inside. That's definitely something to do very well. They play that aggressive zone defense where they can disguise the looks. They can play three deep or two deep, really shade it, and it really kind of breaks down to giving you something short, breaking on you, and then punching the ball out. I mean, this team's third in the league for forced fumbles for a reason. They're very aggressive. You can see great eye control with these guys in open space where they look for bad fundamentals on ball security. And they really look to attack it. And there was the one they punched down a Fournette the other day. It's a great teaching clip for our team in terms of how they're structured and taught to attack that ball. All right. There's going to be multiples in that defense. We've got to play very sound. It's got to start up front with protection, giving ourselves either a chance to throw the ball and get it out, and then the run game, obviously, giving our chance to get this thing vertical and get it moving up the field or hit the edge, whoever ends up coming up within the game plan. Special teams-wise, you know, I say Marcus does a great job right now. He's been around a lot of aggressive coordinators as he's worked throughout his years in the league. He's taken some things from each one of those guys, but he's definitely putting his own personal stamp on it. The thing that really sticks out to me when you watch his tape is aggressive. They're aggressive in a return game with explosive returns to get this thing going. They're definitely a home run threat every time they have the ball in their hands. They're aggressive to block kicks, whether it's the field goal rush or the punt rush. They're very big on using their size players or defense players to create mismatches on your long snapper, your wings on the punt team, trying to collapse your edges on field goal protection. They do a great job really getting after you and using their size players. They also have a very talented and very fast young core. They're covering kicks right now very well, really limiting other teams' uh, return games from getting going. You know, I think this team plays with a lot of multiples as well. So when we talk about their special teams, you know, we talked to our team about them being aggressive, aggressive within the multiples, and also we have to play aware for the fakes, the gimmicks, the formation shifts. Things are going to come up throughout the game. So, look, this is a good team. they got a lot of good players. They've definitely improved from week one to week two. We expect to see the best football they have to play. We expect to see an up-tempo type game with these guys looking to take shots and be explosive. Uh, we have to have a good week of prep right here as a team and take that step forward. Our focus is on improving as a team. That being said, I'll open up any questions you have. Thanks, man. Makes such a dangerous receiver. Well, it ain't one thing. It's not just one thing. I think this guy's got a lot of experience, number one. He's very savvy. He has great awareness in space when he's playing against zone of really finding the open spot. He doesn't tip his routes at the top. That's the other thing, too. He doesn't get high in his pad level and his feet get out in front of his body. This guy can really run and press chest over knees over toes and make sudden cuts. He's got very good agility. He's very good athletically. He's very good hands. And then that quickness to get going vertical. A lot of times you got fast receivers, Jordan, that when they get the ball in their hand, if you get them going, it's kind of like that train going up the hill. They kind of got to get going to get the momentum. He's one of those where he sticks his foot in the ground and he's going right now. He hits top speed very quickly. So that separation of hitting that top speed fast overrides really a top speed of someone maybe straight line faster but can't get going as fast. Uh, Joe, what do you, uh, what do your medical people tell you what Evan can do today and you know what do you expect from him late this week? So we're going to start him out early with the trainer, see where he's at. He had a decent day the other day. He's still progressing, moving in the right direction. Uh, we we're hopeful early in, you know, coming out of camp, obviously. We didn't put him on IR. They were hopeful to get him to this point right here. You know, we're going to have to see these next couple days, how we can string it together. Again, I talk all the time about the point is to get guys on the field and keep them on the field. So you want to make sure guys come off certain injuries that you don't press them too early and risk getting those guys out there playing fast and then losing them. So we're going to have to see him in practice today, see what he does, see if he can stay out there with us. You said he had a decent day the other day? He did a decent day the other day. Decent. This decent is not great, right? I mean, you can go ahead and paraphrase and try and structure whatever it is. I mean, for me, decent's decent, so. Was uh, Saquon getting that 41-yard run, is it like a positive sign that he's getting closer to the, the Saquon that you need him to be? Yeah, I don't think sitting here trying to compare someone to what they were in the past is really ever you know, the objective of us as a coaching staff. I think it's a positive for the team, knowing that he can make explosive runs for us. You guys see him going out there every day. He practices hard. He plays with confidence. You know, obviously there's some things coming off an injury like that that you've got to have certain stepping stones. But like I've said all along, when the medical team says he's green light to go, we got to go ahead and start playing with him. So he's done a good job preparing for us. He's done a good job in performance for us. We're going to keep on going with him. 
Joe, I, I, I think you, you've said that you know, Daniel played pretty well the other the other. Yes. Um, he wound up losing the game anyway. Is there a danger there that he's going to go back to trying to do too much? I mean, that that's always been the pitfall for him is when he tries to do too much and, and that's when the turnovers come. I think our focus with any player is to make sure that they understand there's 11 people on the field and we need each player to do their job. And Daniel's done a really good job of that for us right now. It's just do your job. We have to rely on the other guys to take care of their job and their responsibility. And when that happens, when we play complimentary football, we have success. But Daniel did a lot of positive things tonight. A lot of positive things for us. Put us in a position to be successful. There's other things as a team we have to do to eliminate, you know, mistakes that cost us the opportunity to be successful. And that's really the lesson that we have to learn and go forward with it. Do you have to hammer that into him and say? I hammer that with every single player. I hammer that with every player on our team every day. They probably get sick of hearing it, but every day they hear the same thing. Um, Daniel's no different than any player. I try to make that point every day in terms of you know doing our job, you know, working hard, putting the team first, but making sure that we rely and communicate with the people next to us every day. Daniel's done a great job of really playing within the role and understand that he can't, you know, like, look, I think everyone at some point as a competitor wants to do something to change the game. To me, the important thing is for every player to understand, like, you'll change the game by doing your job with good fundamentals and execution, and you change the game when everyone else does their job as well. So you can't press it, try to force it. That's really when you start seeing mistakes from around the league. You see guys in different situations, you say, hey, they're close, they're pressing, they make an error throw, they make a bad mistake as a runner reaching out for the ball, you know, getting the touchback, you know, when it goes through the end zone, things like that. You just got to make sure you keep pressing these guys with fundamentals. So our guys are very competitive. Our guys come out here, obviously, every week. You know, we practice, we play, we prepare to have success. That's always the focus. That's always the goal. The goal is to improve as a team and put ourselves in position for that. Daniel does a great job every day coming out and working his hardest. Uh, we all have confidence in him and how he does that. In terms of him pressing too far, uh, just to rear the question, you know, my, my message is always the same. Just play within the system, play within your role, facilitate the offense, good things will happen. Joe, when you, you've said in the past the idea when a guy puts mistakes on film, teams will drill down and go after it. With a guy like Daniel who puts together the kind of game that he put down the other night, and I'm not saying it was perfect, but obviously it was, it was pretty good, do you have to walk a line of, you know, okay, just go out and do the same thing, or do you think that teams will now attack what he did well? you know, the other night, that, that it's almost like a different way to attack what he was successful at. I believe, I can't speak for him, but I believe everyone always tries to neutralize your strengths and take advantage of your weaknesses. Uh, the message I always have to the team that I, that I believe is until you get something off tape, teams are going to attack it. When I say get it off tape, I mean you've got to watch at least four games in this league of seeing a scheme, a system, a personnel situation that it's no longer an issue. You've got to see someone prove over a course of time that they can handle whatever you're going to throw at them. So to me, we have to be very conscious of if you have a breakdown of protection, if you have an error on special teams, if you have something with a personnel mismatch on defense or offense, whatever it may be, you have to understand like everybody's watching that tape, right? It's a small league. Everyone watches everybody's tape all the time. Everybody's looking to steal, copycat, borrow, whatever you want to call it. So until you get that off tape, you know, I'd say it's at least a four-game stretch, teams are coming after you. And I think in different phases of the game, you know, that may hold up for a longer period of time. To me, it's in special teams, it's almost the entire season. You have a breakdown of protection, they're going to test it every week. You know, in situational football, maybe it's third down or two minute. You don't get those situations you get third down every week. But you don't always get a, a true two minute or an end of game type situation every week. So once you show something, until you show that it's no longer an issue as a team, teams are going to attack it. Joe, you talked about Ridley and what makes him so tough. How do you think Bradbury's played so far this year? I'm pleased with the way James is progressing. There's obviously things that every player in this team, we have to keep doing better and keep getting better. We're far from finished product. But I like the way he comes out, works, and competes. I've seen a lot of production, obviously, in games. He's competing for us. I think James off to a good start for us. How much is 
jewelry affect your uh, sort of philosophy on how much you would want James to go follow other team's top receivers, or does it? I don't think it affects anything directly with what we want to do with James. Uh, look, certain game plans we play more matchup based. Some game plans may think it's the best thing based on what the opponent does to play right and left, field boundary, whatever we do. Every week we come in on Wednesday like we did today and we explain the game plan to the players. We make sure through training camp we build a lot of that versatility so when guys hear different adjustments or what may be different each week, they understand that this isn't really new to us. Uh, I think Adore gives us flexibility within matchups. I don't think it limits James anything he's going to do. I don't know if that answer your question or not. I mean, it's not going to restrict us anything to do with James. Hey, two more, two more. If you look around the league, it seems there's a lot of high-scoring games. Is that because it's harder to disrupt the quarterback's rhythm these days with what offenses are doing? You watch the trends of the league. I mean, what you just said is very true in a lot of ways. I think the structure and rules of the league, you know, lead to higher scoring at times. Uh, the inability to really disrupt receivers down the field the way you used to. Uh, some of the restrictions on quarterbacks, not that you want to make them a target, but the reality is the rules are a little bit different now than they were called 10, 12, 15 years ago. I think it leads to higher scoring the way it's structured. Um, that's just part of the game. You know, you can't panic or overreact. You have to go into games and understand, like, look, like these guys get paid to play offense. These guys get paid to coach offense. They're going to have a scheme or a system that's going to work at some point. It's how do we adjust, how do we fix it, and how do we move on within the game to make sure we limit that opportunity again. You know, so offensively, we got to make sure we take advantage of our opportunities to finish drives. That's something we have to do. And defensively, we have to take advantage of the opportunities to get teams off the field. That's something we got to work on this week. One more. Hey, um, Joe, I apologize if the timing is off here, but it's a little awkward. I think we got you Monday. Um, and after you talked, Kenny Galladay said, no, I was yelling at Jason Garrett, not, not Jones. Um, is there a difference there? Do you have to address that? Do you have to make sure that there is none of that um, fighting on the sidelines between a player and a coach. Yeah, I'd like to clarify. I mean, I said the same thing the other day. To me, speaking with emotion and fighting are two completely different things. Now, maybe it's because of where I grew up and how it is. I mean, maybe I talk with my hands a lot. Maybe I raise my voice a lot. I don't know. Maybe I don't overreact sometimes to volume. Um, look, I got to apologize to certain people on the sidelines. Sometimes we have, you know, support staff out there or, you know, people that help us. And I got to kind of tell them on the front end, like, whatever I say today, like, don't take it personal. You know, in the, in the heat of the moment, things happen, things get going. Uh, like I said the other day, when there's something that has to be disciplined, I'll discipline it. Uh, I talk to all parties all the time. We're very transparent, open with our team. Look, if there was an issue, it would be handled. I love the way Kenny competes. The one thing I really love about this guy, he's got a lot of fire. He's got a lot of fire, and he wants to go out there, wants to be successful. You know, the conversation the other day wasn't anything in terms of an attack on a coach or a player specific to you have to do something. That it was just simply put of, hey, I can do this. Give me a chance on this type of route, whatever it may be. Those things happen a lot. Happen a lot. I mean, look, I'll be honest with you, like, me and Nate Ebner may talk like an old married couple. Normally comes to the sideline and, you know, our volume doesn't really get restricted too much. You know, he may come over and, you know, give me or T-Mac what's on his mind. And at the time he's come off the field, you're playing with a lot of adrenaline, a lot of emotion. Things happen right there. Now, there's a fine line between disrespect, fighting, and communicating with volume and intensity. We know the difference right there. We know the difference.